0: over there they are not your friend you don't go over there and shake hands smile hug their neck let's knock them on their backs put them in the mouth knock their ass in the dirt
1: that's what we got to do we got to stop that buddy ball smash everybody in the mouth hey baby we're gonna be here all day baby i like this kind of party i like this kind of party baby
2: You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number
1: one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side...
2: Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long & Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. The Mean and Hungry Type. You know that, right? So many to see. What you think? For free. Little Hall & no I can't recall. Did she Hall & Oates, did, day, uh, did they have any hits? I can't, can't remember. <laughs> uh, 744-2990 on the uh, text line appreciate my son. You know, he uh, has branched into all types of music, and he really likes a lot of my generation music. And this is the uh, the song he's picked out as his favorite Hall & oats song. I mean, he talks about man-eater all the time. And I hear it from his room, and I just sit back, and I just and I just smile, a little smile comes onto my face. Uh, but anyway, we'll get back to your text messages. Thanks to Andy Bitter. Coming up, uh, Dwight Vick. We'll get into all this uh Jeff Halfley news and other things going on, but as we've been previewing, joining us now on the program, he's the voice of the Virginia Tech men's basketball team. His name is Zach Maggie. Zach, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing good, Rick. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate the time. And uh, my goodness gracious, you're getting ready to go out on a pretty fun trip, huh? Well, in theory, (laughs) you know, you'll be working, but Coral Gables not a bad place to go.
0: Yeah, no kidding. There's uh, there's some trips in the ACC that uh, you kind of circle and you're a little bit more excited for, and get down to Miami is not a bad place to call a basketball game.
2: Well, and according to Bill, I mean, yeah, you're looking at maybe a boat trip he's planning, so that sounds like it's going to be fun. Burnup was talking about it, too. I got to hear about that when you guys get back. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. We had uh, Rick, we had Tech Talk live last night, and uh, Burnup went on. He, he told everybody if If we don't come back, you know that that Bill got us lost somewhere in the middle of the ocean and we're trying to find our way back somewhere.
2: Just please tell me which one wore the Skipper shirt and which one had the Gilligan shirt on because that's what it sounds like it's going to be to me (laughs) at Gilligan's Island, take two. But we'll see. We'll see. Oh, gosh. Well, you mentioned Tech Talk last night with Coach Young. What were some of the thoughts? I know he was uh, pretty disappointed and he's so honest and and so upfront after – A loss in his press conferences what kind of vibe did you get from coach last night
0: you know i i I thought he was straight up and he he said you know the duke game on monday really he's had a shot to be able to watch it now a couple of times and the big thing that he took away from that is that you know at the end of the day duke just played better and duke was better that night and uh kind of said you know people don't want to hear that a lot of times and Uh, but, but like he said, he's always honest and he's always right on it with a lot of that stuff. Um, big thing too. I think, you know, he said, we want to be, make sure that we're making continued progress. He likes the progress that the team's made the last couple of weeks and the way that they've, uh, they've gone about it. I know, uh, a big emphasis the last couple of weeks obviously has been turnovers and, uh, Hokies had seven turnovers on Saturday against Georgia tech and then four turnovers against Duke and both those are are season lows at the time for both of those so that's that's an area of improvement obviously Sean Padula has been playing really good basketball as as a point guard moving the ball around better seen improvement um you know I, I know he said last night listen that at the halfway mark through ACC play we're five and five five wins five losses we're we're right in the middle of it you know not uh not super good, but not super bad. We're right in the middle, and we need to make a run here in the second half now to, to get ourselves in good position. But, um, you know, he said we, we've got now an opportunity here with the second half of the schedule to, to make a run and, and put ourselves in better positioning when it comes to uh, postseason play.
2: Zach Mackey joining us on the program. He is the voice of the Virginia Tech men's basketball team as the Hokies get ready to head out for a very important beginning of February. And I think uh, Sean's exactly right, Zach. I mean, this is the month, right? I mean, Tech has a lot of resume building to do, and you might as well do it now when the committee may start to pay a little more attention, right? These are some big games, as he said.
0: Yeah, and I I don't know if I totally buy into um, the national narrative. And, I mean, it is what it is, that the ACC is down. And, uh, you know, there's a thought that, that maybe only two teams are going to get in in the ACC conference, which just totally blows my mind. Know, the big thing that, that is tough to understand is that the ACC did the ACC-SEC challenge, obviously, this year, and we tied the SEC. We went back and forth with the SEC. Well, how's the SEC then able to get five teams in and the ACC is only two? I get that it comes down to RPI and the way that stuff works. So, So, really you don't have as many opportunities typically as you do to bolster your resume and to help yourself get into the conversation. So the Hokies are going to have to be good in, in games like this coming weekend against Miami. Uh, You know, that's going to be a a quad one win because uh, where Miami is and going on the road and doing that, you're not going to have as many opportunities, you know, last year and even typically if you made a run in the last two weeks of the season, You could get yourself, you know, you win a couple of games, you could get yourself in the conversation. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more difficult to be able to do that just because of where RPI is and where the ACC is. So, you know, you're going to have to be good in, in these games that count. This one this weekend is going to be one of those, like I said, with Miami being a quad one team right now.
2: Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more. I just, I'm just, i enjoying watching. I like the depth of the league. Maybe they are kind of cutting one another's throats, as it were, from the committee standpoint. But I just find it – it's almost laughable to me when the – and I saw this the other night. You're right. It, it's out there, right? Maybe just two teams. I just I just can't ever see that happening in the ACC. There's no way, right? There's no way just two teams are going to get in the tournament. makes no sense. I just – I know. I just can't believe it. When you look in – when you look at the
0: last five years – there's no other league that has won more NCAA tournament games than the ACC. I think I saw a, something the other day that won 68 NCAA tournament uh games. And then you're going to, you know, take the league and you're going to put it and say only two teams and and it's hard because we've got a league this year I think that's it's a little bit different where you don't have those you have top echelon teams in the league where Duke and North Carolina are really good, and they're in the top ten of the country in that. But then you go to the league standings, and I think really three through ten are good teams still. They're just not in a different category than what, um, you know, typically you've got seven teams that are up here, and then maybe the bottom seven teams are over here. I think there's a lot of parallel between it, and that's how we saw I mean you know, Pitt goes and beats Duke at home, and then NC State beats Miami and Clemson's lost a couple in a row after being in the top 20 in the country and there's just a lot of parallel in the middle and unfortunately, the way that the committee goes off RPI and goes off that type of stuff it uh, it's not real inclusive to all of that the way that uh, the way that this is gone.
2: He is Zach Mackey joining us on the program. You can hear. Zach and Mike Burnham on the call this weekend as Tech takes on Miami. Well, uh, the Canes did come up to Blacksburg, and they won a close game. Tech, of course, was without Hunter Couture. If you would, remind our listeners, Tech fans, about this Miami team. They've been kind of seeing a little bit of a roller coaster as of late. They've been having some struggles.
0: Yeah, they have. You know, they they won a couple of um, good ones against Notre Dame and Pittsburgh, but they had a, a, a thriller on Tuesday night against NC State and uh, lost that game seventy four to sixty eight. So they they've had the same type of um, you know woes back and forth. Uh, they they've been kind of up and down at times. They've got a lot of the same characters from a season ago: Shadow O'Mear and Wuga Poplar and um, and some of those names that will be familiar from a team that made a run to the final four, but um, yeah, taking a look last time when Miami came to, uh, came to Blacksburg, that felt like one almost that just kind of, it slipped away from you. You know, you, you hate whenever you, Hokies had a, had a lead at the halftime and then had it slip away in the second half. And, and the Canes were able to put up 46 points in the second half. I know they out, uh, Virginia Tech out rebounded Miami by 10. That was one of the bright spots uh, in that one. But it was another game where they had 17 turnovers last time. And that's just too many to to really be able to have a shot. Uh, Miami's coming in, you know, right now um, at at 14 and 6 right now on the season. And I'm sorry, 14 and 7 on the season and 5 and 5 in the ACC. So they got a pretty similar record to Virginia Tech the way it stacks up right now. And uh, you know, so far, Norchad O'Meara has kind of been the guy inside. He's interesting too, Rick, because he, he's a lot different than a lot of the other bigs in this league. A lot of the other bigs, you know, seven footers inside, right? Norchad O'Meara is is only at uh, right now. He's listed at six seven. I'd say he's right at that, but he's two hundred and fifty pounds inside, and he's a he's a different type of big. Uh, he, he's averaging 18 points and 9.7 rebounds. So just about averaging a double double right now. Uh, he's one of, I think, yeah, only seven players in division one right now to have 1500 career points, thousand career rebounds. And really the way that he goes is how this team goes. When he's had a double double, the team is, is 10 and one of the season. Uh, he he's been effective inside last time. Whenever, uh, Virginia Tech and uh, Miami matched up. He had 14 points down in there. So he, he was still able to get his baskets, but they kept him to just four rebounds, and he averages close to 10. So that was an opportunity for Virginia Tech to to kind of own that in a little bit. But, yeah, it's a Miami team that's still kind of trying to find itself up and down here a little bit uh, so far this season.
2: Well, finally, Zach, I want to ask you about uh, Hunter Couture. Uh, And I know Mike Young has marveled at, you know, he's the best defensive player on the team, one of the best, maybe the best on-ball guy in the conference. What is it about when you watch him, the way he has developed and worked so hard on that end? We know what a great shooter he is, and he can be as effective as anybody when he's on a roll offensively. But, boy, how much does Tech miss him on the other end of the floor when he wasn't available earlier in the year? Oh, for sure, for sure, big time. I mean, I I think
0: like you you hit it right on the nail. He he's a good he's a good shooter, and that's easy to see, and that's easy to put numbers to. But it's harder to put numbers to what he does on the defensive end, and and what he brings to you. I I think that you know it's one of those things. If you're a good defender, you're really connected. Um, you really got to be connected and and have uh, you know know your body well. How you're going to be able to. Um, control yourself and not foul too much. A lot of these guys, you know, they get into situations where you got to be a lockdown defender and then you, you get yourself where you're fouling on the other end. And, you know, you're trying to get um, the, the other thing is that, that Hunter's playing, you know, 37 to 39 minutes a game. I mean, he's basically playing the whole game and you never see him, you know, look tired out there or anything like that. He's ready to go constantly and, and does a really nice job on that end. I, I just think the way that he is is able to be in your face, be connected and be right there on the jump of the ball, but yet not foul, be able to stay back. He he um knows the the offense and knows the defense so well of, you know, what their game plan is, what he's supposed to do, where he's supposed to be. I mean, that is a a big part of it. I know, uh, you know, that's one of the things that coaches said is contagious that practice, the young guys see, okay, this is the way Hunter does it. So this is the way we need to do it. We need to continue to improve in that way. And, uh, you know, he's, as you know, quite the leader out there too.
2: Well, Zach, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time to give a little insight about the Miami game. Big game for both of these teams, just given where they are in the standings and everything we just talked about. February going to get off to in grand style for Tech. Hope you and uh, Mike have a safe trip. And uh, I know Tech fans will be listening to uh, the call this week. It'll be 1130 pregame, is that right, for the nooner?
0: Yeah, 11-33 game, uh, and, yep, we'll be right here on the Bear. Excited to uh, to bring coverage here this weekend.
2: All right, brother, listen, we'll talk again soon, man. Have safe journeys, all right, and uh, can't wait to get the boat story. All uh, right, there you go. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks all right. so much for having me on. Thanks, Zach. There you go. Zach Mackey, the voice of Virginia Tech basketball here on the program. Good stuff from him, and now you're setting ready to go for Miami. I just I feel like it's a knockout game. I really do. Given what Zach just mentioned about the national – um, diatribe about the ACC right now. It just seems like every game they're going to say, okay, that team didn't win that one. Go ahead and just go ahead and finally cross them off. Feels like that's where we are with some of these fringe teams. That's why I think this is a gigantic game uh, for the Hokies and for the Canes on Saturday. We'll be back. Stay with us. Dwight Vick in about 13 minutes. Somewhere, Neil Leahy's excited right now, if he's listening. You know, Neil went to go see Survivor with Sticks, and I think somebody else, and then they, canc- uh, they uh, canceled the concert, I think, because I think Sticks couldn't make it. <laughs> I don't know why they just didn't, you know, I think Survivor would have been fine, right? Spend your money on the ticket. I guess he got refunded. Go all the way down there to see your favorite band, and then nothing? Nope. Nope, they canceled it. What? Yeah, they canceled it. Okay. All right. You know, just looking, too, I was looking at this ACC men's basketball schedule for Saturday. Not only the Tech-Miami game, but Virginia's at Clemson. This Georgia Tech-NC State game is now interesting after Georgia Tech beats uh, North Carolina. Of course, you have Duke and Carolina. I mean, that's a pretty big day. Syracuse-Wake Forest. Now, they might not be games you'd go, ooh, I've got to circle that, but I'm just talking about knockouts right, games that have to be won and so forth. That was fun. A lot of fun. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. Appreciate Zach joining us on the program. Good insight to uh, the Hokies and uh, what they need to do and what it's looking like. But I I just tend to look at this league and, you know, I just – maybe it is going to wash out in a bad way for the league overall in terms of NCAA appeal, but a lot of the destinies might be controlled by what happens in these other leagues, right? Crazy. So we'll have to find out and see what happens going forward. But I do know this: um, February is an important month. It is an opportunity, as Mike Young was talking about to Zach last night. It's, it's a, it's a chance for them to get back on track here. Uh, It can go the other way as well. But um, that's why this month, I've been talking about this month, now that we're officially into it, it's it's big for Radford. After last night's just, I mean, that's a difficult loss for Highlanders to drop their third home game in conference play. And now you got to go on the road, next four out of five, you got to start trying to get it back one by one, not unlike Tech. You know, suffering a home loss. Now you go on the road. It's tough down at Coral Gables. It's tough for anybody in the Big South to go in that small gym in Spartanburg. I mean, fans are right on top of you. But this is what this month is. It separates the haves and the have-nots more often than not. Sometimes you do wait a little later, like when Tech made their run to win the ACC tournament a few years ago. They got hot at the right time the last couple weeks, carried it into the tournament, and – Rest is history. Sometimes that'll happen, but you can't count on it. So, go out and control your destination. Build it brick by brick. All right, we'll be back. The White Vic, our final segment. We'll get his take on uh, the state of college football, how he views it. If there's going to be any kind of regulation, where would it come from? In light of the Jeff Halfley resignation last night. 25 minutes for the top of the hour. Hope you're doing well wherever you might be. Thanks a whole lot to uh, Andy Bitter and Zach Mackey. Joining us now on the program. He's the authority on Virginia Tech football. All-conference performer while he was in Blacksburg. Founder of Victory Life. Dedicating himself to helping human beings on a daily basis. His name is Dwight
1: Big. Dwight, how are you? Good morning, my friend. Good morning. Good morning, man. Thank you. I'm, I'm good.
2: Great to have you. And, uh, you know, we're kind of in a quiet time for tech football. They get a couple of local recruits, one a preferred walk on, a kid for the class of 2025 from uh, Christiansburg. And I think it's pretty cool, isn't it? You've talked about how important it is to maintain and to recreate, I guess is the best way to say it, these relationships across the state. But also not to forget those schools that are right here in your backyard, right? Each of those players coming out of local programs like christiansburg and salem i think that's a pretty cool thing to say look yeah we're looking all over scourging the state because we lost that connection under the previous staff but we're not going to forget about you guys as well
1: yeah southwest virginia has always been overlooked and underappreciated um i mean you know for decades we've heard sometimes the level of annoyance uh so much about <laughs> my area the 757 the the area and i say that uh, you know, jokingly and seriously. I mean, it, you know, sometimes it's like, they got to win the state. We got to get the guys in Hampton Roads, Highwater area. And um, all those guys aren't great. Um, and that's anywhere, any state, any, any region. Um, I think sometimes we think, you know, about Tyrod Taylor and Michael Vick and Marcus and all these great players down there, you know, Vince Hall, the DB, but there's some misses too. But I've always felt, um, especially when I went to Tech for five years, I was ignorant too so I got to Blacksburg and I saw guys, um, you know, you guys up there and even in, in Tilewater, we had the Friday night's uh, highlight special um, after the local news. And I used to watch that in my hotel in Radford for home games. Uh, we stay up and watch, you know, Blacksburg and Lord Bonneton and Christiansburg and Cave Springs. And, and you start to hear about guys that come from Southwest Virginia. And even if you want to a little bit farther out Lynchburg area. So, um, it's always been some great plays. You know, I was there, uh, Rick, you and your listeners, man. I was there, man. We had a rack of guys from Blacksburg High School with Christiansburg. We had uh, Ken Handy, who was a starting slot receiver. Uh, of course, everyone knows Shane Beamer. He was a special teams guru, uh, like his father, long snapper, and was, like, just on every special team. Mm-hmm. And you had Tim Schnecker, um, who uh, started uh, a couple years here and there at center backed up Key Short and sometimes started when uh, Key Short was hurt or when Ty Washington was gone. And then, of course, you know, we had other guys um, that came in. so I played with about five guys um, that were from maybe more um, that were from Blacksburg and Christiansburg. So, I mean, the notion that you have to always go here and there, you got talent in your backyard, you know, sometimes it's more so about just getting in the right situation. Um, And keep in mind, man, I remember one year, know one of your listeners probably knows this, recommend rumors this. I remember um, a handful of years ago, not too long ago, Blacksburg uh, beat Phoebus High School. The great Phoebus High School was won three state state championships here recently in a row. Um, They beat uh, Phoebus at Phoebus in Hampton in Darling Stadium in the state semis. They had that kid. I think he committed to Blacksburg. He was a speedster. He was a running back. Um, So, again, I can go on and on. I don't want to. Think of the show being no, of historic, no, no. But, um, I've always known about talent in that area and I've always told people that I think I think 'cause it's a southern community and it's, it's rural in some spots, many spots, people assume that the talent isn't there because um just like, you know, the West Coast says there's East Coast bias. There's definitely water, then Richmond eight oh four, then Northern Virginia bias. So um I'm glad Prize recognizing that when he says we're win the state, recruit the state. That um, includes uh, Southwest Virginia as well.
2: No, it's a great take. And I know how excited people have been both here in the New River Valley over the Stallings kid and down in Roanoke. You know, Salem, that's the thing, too. I mean, you know as well as anybody, Salem down in, here in the Southwest Virginia is just a massive program. There's a lot of great recruits that have come out of there. Christiansburg does it the right way, too. I mean, uh, Brendan Motley, of course, is a Andy Bitter reference. So,
1: I mean, it, Oh, and, 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 and Brendan Motley, and I'm going to go on the record and say this. This is not really taking shots to Scott Leffler, but I felt like uh, Brendan Motley was a talented damn quarterback. Yeah. And he got kind of messed over because I thought you could win with him. Go back to that Purdue game when he was lights out, and I always felt like um, he never really got a clear shot. I mean, even against NC State, again, that same season, on a Thursday night, we beat uh, NC State Motley. Uh, was great um, and then uh, you mentioned Salem again you got me going now Rick nah. <laughs> um, Salem, Salem is he, he absolutely a powerhouse um, my teammate um, Marcus Parker uh, had a playoff record at the time I don't know if it's been broken he rushed for over 300 yards in a playoff game maybe 366 mm-hmm. and he um, ended up converting the fullback so Kid Knox and start started tailback back when Tech had you know Don, and Dwayne Thomas, Brian Edmonds, and Renal White. So, again, um, yeah, man, Salem, I mean, they always had talent. Great place, too, man. I used to go down there. I remember going to Hardee's and getting that sweet tea back when I drink it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're right. It's certain, certain, certain of those fast food places have better tea than others, don't they? Like,
1: you might think, oh,
2: oh I'm going here. It won't taste the same at every place. <laughs> Let me tell you, man.
1: I'm, I'm going to tell you, man. Again, Southwest Virginia – known for a lot of great things, including great high school sports and you got Virginia Tech obviously, but I learned in not the nineties, the mid to late nineties, about what sweet tea is supposed to taste (laughs) like. So I remember I was like, Good Lord. I mean, so many nights, so many late nights and early mornings I was drinking that stuff, man. But I can't
2: touch it now, man. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, I always tell people, Dwight, when they, I ask them, I say, is that sweetened tea or unsweetened? They say unsweetened. I go, why don't you just drink water? There's no taste to unsweetened tea, right? You got to have it sweetened. <laughs> no taste
1: great, great. You got me wanting to come up there
2: right now, man. <laughs> All right, I want to get your take. Uh, we've been talking about a lot today. It's getting a lot of play. I mean, Kirk Cur- Kerb Street came out last night. And I, I think it's a sign of what is to come. And, and what we're looking at now is, is a guy like Jeff Halfley, who I think was starting to get some traction finally up there in Chestnut Hill, and you know as well as anybody, it's not an easy place to try to recruit or to win. But yet, they won seven games. They won their bowl game. Now, granted, he had an NFL offer, so he's taking it. He's going to be the new defensive coordinator for the Packers. But he's leaving his dream. When he was on this show, he talked about what a dream it was to be a head football coach. And he cited all the things Dwight were saying. I can't coach football anymore because I spend all my time with NIL, having to re-recruit my own players every day, and then having to go out and try to figure out the portal. He said, it's just not what I signed up for. So he's leaving back his salary. I don't know what he's going to make with Green Bay. I just want to get your take on this because I know that you know Andy was talking about their CEOs and they have to know what they're getting into. But I think Halfley was hired at a time to where there was a certain environment around college football, but it has evolved. Right. It's come 180 degrees from what that environment was like. And we're seeing a younger coach now, instead of an older coach, walk away.
1: Well, we saw this with uh, Bob Stoops. We saw this with Paul Johnson, uh, Coach K, uh, Roy Williams, and other guys, man. And one of my favorite coaches, who I still wish was coaching, is Jay Wright um, at Villanova. And I think... It's so ironic we're having this conversation because later tonight around eight o'clock I'm meeting with I have a nonprofit AAU organization and we're meeting tonight to discuss fundraising in the upcoming AAU high school. She's in middle school as well. And we can't find coaches. And I was talking to one of my teen moms and um she was like, Well, the eighth grade team is when I said, Listen, a lot of people wanna help out and assist but nobody wants to sit in that hot seat called the head coach, mm-hmm. um, and, and 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 the reality is is that there's so many factors now where a lot of great men and women don't want to coach because not because they're incapable or they're afraid. It is a stressful job. It's been that way since before I was born, before you were born, right? But it's evolved into something where. It's very difficult. NIL, I don't even think it's just the only challenge. I think it's several. I mean, kids, man, like I've seen, and again, it's going to happen again Um, this year. It happens. Every year it's getting worse where kids are decommitting on signing day. Um, You know, kids get on Twitter and say, you know, after further consideration, I'm going to open up my recruitment the month of signing day. Parents are more involved. If you think LeVar Ball is the only dad that thinks like that, (laughs) Right? not paying attention. Shoot, mothers. I mean, how many times have you and I, Rick, been watching ESPN or Fox Sports or whatever, and we've seen a mom on signing day when the kid pulls out the hat and she rolls her eyes and walks off? Yeah, um, and yeah. that's and that's small stuff. Um, you know, Kirk Herbstreit. I, I like him. I mean, I think he's a legend. I'm not going to criticize him for his job, but I think he has to kind of look in the mirror because he's part of the problem at ESPN. Where you guys, you know, talk about programs. You don't really highlight other programs. You, 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 It's all about the ESPN playoff. How many times have That's you right. been watching the game, including Virginia Tech playing on Thursday night or Saturday night ACC Network game, and during the game they talk about the top eight playoff teams right. and who's going to move up while the game is being broadcasted? You're not even talking about the game. right? Um, and I'll add this, and again, and this is not taking shots at Boston College or any program, like that, but I do think it has become a situation now over the last several years where there are jobs where you just can't win. At. Um, it's become that. I think Pry understands how to win at Virginia Tech. Um, but Virginia Tech, when Beamer took over, was a program people said that about. But Beamer, God bless him, did a phenomenal, immaculate job where now he gave you the blueprint. Pry was there for it, so he's reestablishing that. But certain programs. It's tough to win that. Um, I tell you right now, and this is going to shock some people, and some people think I'm being cynical or, or taking shots. I think right now UVA is kind of in that gray area where it's really tough to win that because you have these expectations that you got to get these guys, you got to get these players, you got to win, and it's not even about the teams of your conference. It's about we may not have the same resources in sex appeal in regards to marketability like a Miami. Right? Or Florida State.
2: Yes. I'm
1: up in Boston. And he, I, you know I know? Because I live in the DMV, the DC, Maryland, Northern Virginia area, where the Maryland Terps, they got a little bit of a thing going, but they still are competing with the Washington Commanders, the Capitals, and that's, and, and teams like that. Um, you're in a pro sport community like Boston. Um, I don't know where they fall, but Boston College falls probably, I would say, ninth or tenth behind the Celtics. Um, and the Red Sox and all those things up there, where it's tough. And again, on a on a simplistic level, kids are different, man. I got kids right now in middle school. I talk to a mentor and that plays sports that uh, um, are talking about rankings and what you better do for me. I mean, the rumors are swirling right now what these kids are getting. You know, you see the, you know get the bags, secure the bags. Yes. It's a headache, man, and I tell you, the hardest part is not just the kids. I'm telling you, Rick, it's the parents, 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 and it's hard. Um, God bless the man for doing what's best for him. I remember talking to my guy, Coach Bud Foster, who loves the Gene Tech, who's still invested in the Gene Tech, but you know, he jumped on my pod a few years ago and he talked about, you know, how happy he was being retired, and he admitted and he said it's a different ball game. You know, um, it's different now. Imagine how hard it would be to recruit Tyrod Taylor coming out of high school. Oh my now. goodness. Uh, yeah. Now the great thing about Tyrod is his mom and dad are the salt of the earth. They're hum. They come from humble beginnings. They're great parents. So they were well grounded and Tyrod is still very well grounded. But how many Tyrods out there? Right. Yeah. Like it's hard. It's hard. Not so much talent wise, but understanding like it's not always about me. Um, It's, 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 I I can go on and on, Rick. I'm just saying, like, I understand it's, it's, it's just difficult right now. It's a different time. Um, I'm not asking people to feel sorry for these coaches who are making millions or six figure salaries. I'm not, it's not one of those segments. It's more so to understand what really goes into it. Like, and I'm guilty of this, not in a bad way, but I'm on those Twitter spaces after wins and losses, especially losses and you will have anywhere from 2 to 300 500 people in there and after win it's maybe 100 or 80 right because not so much controversy itself but everybody thinks they knows after a loss right um i remember this past season i couldn't sleep and i saw that egregious loss to georgia tech Miami had mm-hmm. when they all they had to do was kneel yes. or just went out the clock and they you know fumbled the ball and they got the ball and i was in there and I just jumped in, and it was almost a thousand, and it was a thousand people in counting, a Miami Hurricane fans berating the coach, the players, and they were using explicit language, name calling, R word, all types of stuff. After one loss, which it was a horrible loss, and they were talking about who should be fired and what we got to do. Let's let, let 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 me be the the elephant in the living room. I'm big enough, right? And say this: <laughs> there were people. That we're talking about pride that going with one in three. That's right. This year. That's right. Like he didn't take over a hot mess. So, again, this is not an easy job. And it's different. And am I blaming some fans? I think they're part of the problem. But fans are going to be fans. Kids, these students, a lot of them, not all of them, are entitled. They have the expectation. They want branding. They want perks. Um, it's just – and then, again, like I said, there's certain jobs in college sports, football and basketball, where it's tough to win at. Um, it's just very tough to win at. Um, you know, that's why I respect guys like Coach Neger who was at George Mason when he took them to the Final Four. I was at George Mason two days ago for a college tour. It has grown into a phenomenal university. Um, they don't have a football team. And they're in Northern Virginia. Again, this is a DMV pro sports community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough to win. So when you think about what he's done at Miami and George Mason, that man, I don't care how old he is, can coach his tail off. Yes, he can. But he's the exception, not the norm. I mean, how many coaches at Wake Forest gone through in basketball in recent years, right? Again, not taking shots to Wake Forest. It's just hard at certain programs now. NIL is out of control. You know, my son's being recruited right now. Right. I talked to um prep school yesterday, the head coach. He came out to watch Isaiah. He's nursing an ankle injury. And he, we're talking about the same thing you and I are talking about, Rick, how, look, these college coaches are going to the portal first, the portal first, then juco prep, then high school. Right. And they want these guys to come in now, older, to contribute. And like, I'm like, damn, what happened to we'll the you in? you up training table red shirt. you get you strong no it's you gotta impact this immediately or i won't have a job think about what i just said and tech fans i love you because y'all show me love we're all part of that same community where you better get this win or i'm done with this pro- mm-hmm. come on man yeah yeah FEMA was allowed six years that will never happen again never happen again, again. remind everybody listening there was a contingency of fans that wanted pride gone after four games. <laughs> this year. Yeah, this year. This year. Yeah. And they were always talking about him and Tyler Bowen's salary and all the other stuff. So it's hard now. And they do it at Boston College. They do it at Wake. They do it at Florida State. They do it at Miami, Wisconsin, Ohio State. The Ohio State hot coach is on the hot seat. Can you believe I just said that? I know. The Ohio State coach is on the hot seat because he's lost to Michigan three, state, three, three straight years and can't get in the playoffs. And they're winning 11 games a
2: year. <laughs> Ryan, Day's, <laughs> Ryan Day's won over 80, almost 85% of his games. And they're talking about who's going to replace him. I've seen serious articles. Exactly. That's Ohio yes, State, and, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah,
1: and one last point, the Twitter spaces. And again, I love it. The podcast community has grown out of control. And then you have NIL. ESPN is more like TMZ now. Where they want to know about who you're dating and who's doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It it's crazy right now. Sometimes sometimes I just – full disclosure to you and your listeners this beautiful morning. Sometimes I just – I pause the TV and I stare back and I'm like, what are we doing right now? Mm-hmm. I say that to myself. I say, what are we doing? What are, what are we doing? <laughs> I know. I'm with so, you. It ain't for everybody, man. God bless them. It ain't for everybody. No. It's
2: tough man? No. It's a great conversation, man. And, again, I can't tell you every week, Dwight. I, I can't even I, – I just start sending you to tell you how many people – uh, tell me how much they enjoy you being on the program, man. Can't imagine doing without you. Great take. We'll have to dive into this again further later on.
1: Appreciate so. you as always. Shout out to you and your listeners. Thank you again.
2: Uh, you as well, man. Have a great weekend with your fam. Stay safe. All right. That's, that's a great conversation there from Dwight Vick, man. Great in, insights because he's living it right now. His son's going through it. He just had this conversation that we just had just now, right? He just said it. Uh, with the coach. All right, we're back to wrap it up after this. And this station. All right, we're done for another day. Thanks to Andy Bitter, Zach Mackey, Dwight Vick. Finally, Friday edition tomorrow. Don't forget to get your songs queued up for the all-request opening hour. A lot of fun. Will Stewart, Jen, Mike Ashley, also a lot of fun. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Center for. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.